Welcome to the NFL Blitz. Coming up on today's show, we review week 13 of the NFL season. The New York Jets remain on their path to 0-16 after losing against the Las Vegas Raiders. Was it deliberate? The Cleveland Browns managed to win a game of two halves against the Tennessee Titans. Does this show that they are legitimate deep playoff contenders? And the New York Giants managed to get a win against the Seattle Seahawks. Is Colt McCoy the best quarterback in the world after winning his first game in six years, plus all of the games? Predictions for week 14 and more on week 13's NFL Blitz. And welcome to the show today, I hope you're doing well, I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual. You're listening to this if it com- if you're listening on the day it comes out on Wednesday, but I'm recording this on Tuesday which is being called V-Day in England because the vaccine has come out. So, as I say that I hope you're in better health, we hopefully will all be in better health later on in the year, later on in 2021. Feels like there is light at the end of the tunnel, but remember to keep following all of your social distancing guidelines, all of your coronavirus guidelines. And, less importantly, granted, remember to go to the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com if you want to read about not only the NFL, but other sports as well. Recently, I wrote the most recent edition of Following St. Pauli. I wrote about Kevin Sinfield's marathon run, where he did seven marathons in seven days. He's now raised over £2 million for charity. Absolutely well done, Kevin. And... I think Harry wrote about Formula 1 too, so there's plenty of stuff going on on the Sports Blitz, and just Google it now, like I said last week, it's um, number one on Google if you Google the Sports Blitz, so it's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, with nothing more to be said, let's get on with the show. Joining me today is Josh, hello. Hi there, Um, I won't ask how your weekend's gone, Alex, um, because the Steelers didn't play. Um, Steelers did not play. There was a buy, they were on a buy, yeah, Um, but otherwise... Really, really interesting week. I obviously watched the Dolphins and the absolute weird carnage that unfolded there. Um, we'll talk about that, about that incident and the fact that it's just a weird game. Um, Jacksonville, Minnesota as well. Really good one. And yeah, how about those Giants? Is all how I about say. those Giants? Yeah. First win for Colt McCoy as a quarterback in six years. Um, as a starting quarterback, but we'll get on to that later. You weren't on a beautiful pre-game on Saturday because it was your birthday. Indeed. How was your birthday? It was fine, thank you. Um, glad it was slightly out of lockdown. We're in tier two now in New York. Um, at the point of recording, I should say, because... <laughs> uh, yeah, I really don't know for this government, to be honest with you, so we'll yeah. just keep it at that. That's um, but otherwise, yeah, thank you very much. I'm old it, now. You are old. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling, feeling 22. Feeling 22, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke on my birthday, it has to be a joke now. Alex Woodward is a big Swifty, breaking news. I absolutely am. <laughs> I know all of the Taylor Swift songs like that one, and... The other one. Um, I I think I know other ones, but I, I'm not really sure, so I'm not going to save them in case I sound like an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> you did miss, and we'll talk we'll talk about it very slightly here, if only because yeah. we weren't allowed to talk about it on A Beautiful Game or A Beautiful Game Final Whistle. Um, I, on pre-game, said that I thought Chelsea were more racist club than Millwall. Overall, that's probably... Eh, it, it's up for debate, but on Saturday, Millwall decided to take offence to that and show that I was wrong by booing the players kneeling. 
Indeed, uh, Millwall took a look at Alex Woodward and said, no, mm. um, I, we are upstaging you because we took that personally, yeah. um, to, to quote Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, um, oh dear, I, I, how to unpack that? Um, I'm really not sure how um mm. i think uh, what i will say i'm gonna keep my comments brief on it actually but what yeah. i will say is i think we would have had this sort of incident rather sooner had we had fans in the ground i think something mm. like this not exactly like this but similar would have occurred yeah. i think the fact that we've not had fans in the stands um has meant that um players have been able to express themselves in this way very sort of not unopposed is that the right word maybe yeah maybe it's the right word without any sort of controversy but as soon as you add that fan element which is obviously you can't really regulate that you are going to get instance like this unfortunately yeah. i just almost think we're lucky in the fact that we've not had fans on the ground and the fact that it has happened now that we do have fans back mm. uh is really disappointing but it's also not a surprise yeah truthfully Millwall just seems to like doing this. Last year, it was like in a more fun way, like them proving that I'm wrong, because I said they'd finished 21st in the league, they finished 8th last year, so that was like <laughs> a fun way of proving me wrong. This was very much not a fun way of proving me wrong. Just to counteract the two things I've seen online, one, sure. kneeling is just as... um. It's just a symbol to highlight racial inequality. If you've got a problem with that, then your problem is with the idea of people highlighting racial inequality, not with anything else. Stop pretending it, it's otherwise. And two, Black Lives Matter is not Marxism. I And and you'll get the same sense as a politics student when you read these comments um, online. You'll very much <laughs> yes. get the feeling that they haven't actually had to read Marxism like we have. No, um, I will say this, actually. Um both myself and Alex have a background in an undergraduate and a postgraduate mm. level of, of, of on politics or related yeah. disciplines. I'm not sure that, you know, I, I may be very wildly generalising here, but for the sake of, of argument, I, I'm not sure that people using the word, throwing words like Marxist or anarchist mm. around are actually know the full weight of those terms and the intricacies of them yeah i'm not sure how you know you know yeah i'm not sure there's mm. much more to say about that actually so, other than yeah i'll tell you what it'd be a quite a weird essay question at uni please explain the black lives matter movement through um class conflict <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh. okay let's start then with week 13 of the nfl season there's only one place we can really begin and that is with i was gonna pick a joke game but actually they're all really quite interesting so i'm not gonna do that let's start with las vegas raiders 31 new york jets 28 though yes. the jets continue on their path to 0 and 16 i mean this ending was really something else it was um i uh is this gonna sound a little wacky i'm not sure how def well i'm not sure how much that defence tried, not going to lie, on that last play. Well, this is the question. Uh, yeah, I really think it is, because Derek Carr's got so much time to come back out of mm. the pocket, come forward out of the pocket, throw that throw with some of the worst coverage that I've ever seen. Admittedly, the Jets are bad. The Jets are on mm. that side. But 
it just seemed like a lack. It seemed too easy. It really seemed too easy. Yeah. This was not a side that was fighting for their lives there to not go 0-16, to not go winless. Mm. This was a side that saw Trevor Lawrence in the rearview mirror and decided to give up because they want the tank. That's. I don't think that's too much of a tinfoil hat moment, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, whether the they, whether the Jets players want that, I'm not sure about. But just look. Right, let's break this down. It's third mm-hmm. and ten on the Jets' 46. There are about, I believe, about 11 seconds to go. So this is this has to be a Hail Mary throw, and it's almost certainly, with that in mind, going to be the last play of the game. So what the Jets decide to do, against all logic and reasoning, is call an all-out blitz. Which is the single worst play you could probably call in that situation. It's one of them that really doesn't make sense. Because in all that blitz, you're bringing everyone forward, right? But on a Hail Mary, everyone's running, you know, backwards. Yeah. From your perspective as a defense. So, they're going to be looking to throw ball over the top. Why are you all rushing forward? Furthermore, it gets worse. Because then you notice Henry Ruggs, right? First round pick. Very sure. fast, very pacey, very full of like you know athletic ability. Great catch of the ball. One of the one of the better wide receivers on their team. Sure. You, who do you pair him with? You pair him with Lamar Jackson, and this is not the quarterback Lamar Jackson. This is the undrafted cornerback Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson out of Nebraska, rookie this year. You decide to put Henry Ruggs up against Lamar Jackson, which. It's bad enough in itself because, like I said, undrafted rookie. He's not been playing a lot this year. He doesn't have a lot of experience. And, of course, he's undrafted, so his quality is not quite there yet. Furthermore, you then don't give him any help from the safety position, yeah. which somehow makes it even worse because then you're you're expecting Lamar Jackson to win in a one-on-one duel with Henry Ruggs, which just isn't going to happen. And this brings me on to my question what something that it's very rare that i agree with bugger mcfarland but he said that greg will he thought that greg williams the defensive coordinator who has now been fired by the jets which we'll go on to later but he said greg williams deliberately called that play because he wants adam gase to go 0-16 with how bad it is that seems reasonable for me i don't know about you I mean, I can see it being reasonable just because it's Adam Gase, to be honest with you. Um, Hmm. I I have very little sympathy as a Dolphins fan, to be honest. Um, And I don't apologise for that. Uh, I I, I see your points. Yeah. With the fastest wide receiver on their team going up against an undrafted rookie cornerback. Is bizarre. With no safety help. I mean... You're asking for. You might as well just give them the touchdown. Do well, yeah. You 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 are right there. Um, and the internal struggles in the Jets are, are, are very poorly masked over. I think. Yeah. Greg I think Williams has yeah. voiced against Adam Gase in, Gase in the past in like public. Yeah, so. it's it is a little difficult. I think honestly, it's best for Adam Gase and for the Jets if, if they were to part ways because I don't think that situation is healthy for either, either of them. Mm. Uh, regarding the Blitz, I think we had a similar conversation um, a couple of weeks ago with Kyler Murray and the Bills, did we not? About a Hail yeah. Mary throw to um, Hopkins and mm. where you made a very similar point in that if you're going for Hail Mary, why are you blitzing? I understand mm. that Lamar, um, not Lamar Jackson, what am I about? I understand that Kyler Murray is brilliant with his feet. And that yeah. if you don't blitz him, if you give him that time, that could be a danger. 
I do get that. So I can vaguely understand the bills there, but still, you but, shouldn't be blitzing all the way. Yeah, with this, the Jets, yeah. that it, that's not. It's not even an argument. So mm. why? What on earth? Even with that though, you can say at least the Bills are somewhat unlucky because they had three. Was it three players around DeAndre Hopkins? Maybe four. He had triple coverage. Still, yeah, yeah, he still brought the ball down. This wasn't that. There was, I think, only the two cornerbacks actually running backwards. Everyone else was blitzing forward. At least with the Bills, they did pull players back. It was only like, you know, the own line that were blitzing, which was still weird. But you know, this is for me on level of incompetence. This is up by the same level as the Miracle at the Meadowlands. And in fact, mm. actually, no, I would argue it's worse because at least back then, when the Miracle of the Meadowlands happened, kneeling wasn't common. So it's not, you know, it wasn't like the thing at the time to kneel to win the game. So it it, it, it sort of makes more sense through that perspective. I honestly think this is up there with the worst play calls in the history of the NFL. And Ooh. talking about Greg Williams, he is now infamous because having now left the Jets, he has now coached two Ofa teams. He went 0 and 16 with the Browns as their, I believe he was their defensive coordinator at the time. Sure. 0 and 16 with the Browns, 0 and 12 with the Jets. He, if there is any sense of justice, he will never get a job in the NFL again. And this really should sum up his entire NFL career of one of pointless failure. Wow, that you don't mince your words, what words? No, um, he's awful. If, if, if you're an organization and you see that record, why on earth do you go for him? Surely, like, yeah. get a high school coach. Yeah, that's no, surely a better option. Get Josh. <laughs> it's um, it was a travesty, and I do feel for the Jets players because no one mm. wants to go in sixteen. No. Um, that's that is a big hit. I mean, surely now Sam Darnold doesn't go for the Jets next year. Surely Trevor Lawrence comes in. Um, mm. I, I don't see them not going for a quarterback, to be honest with you. I, mm. But obviously, I think we, we will speak more about this in, in later weeks. The Jets is not just a situation of the quarterback. Obviously, it's yeah. not. They're vaguely good against the run on defence, re- you know, it's okay. Their pass defense is horrendous, and their offense is just awful. I, that Jets versus Dolphins game, um, where our I mean, we'll talk about our offensive problems, but there was I did I felt comfortable with a, a trash offense because mm. they were so poor on offense that it didn't matter. They weren't going to do anything. They weren't going to convert third downs, fourth, fourth downs, because obviously not they're the jets yeah. i was i was at no point was i ever aggy and that tells you everything mm, yeah absolutely and by the way just to go back to greg williams because sure. you know I, I love talking about him so much <laughs> um if you remember the the other controversial thing that's happened with the jets defense this year was the calling timeout and and hitting the broncos players as hard as they could in garbage time once the game was over, and they got a lot of flack for that. That was, again, Greg Williams who did that. So he deserves no sympathy. He is truly awful as a human being and as a defensive coordinator. He lacks morality. And I truly hope that... I don't even, you know, like... I don't want, like, the Browns to hire him again or, or a divisional rival, even though it would kill them off, like the Ravens. Because they don't deserve that. They don't deserve someone that awful with them. Even if it would sabotage him, which it absolutely would. I just, I, I cannot stand the guy. 
he's everything wrong with professional football anyway. Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders because <laughs> they won this game, but as we've mentioned, one of the worst play calls in NFL history was the only way they did it. Derek Carr had a really bad game, and bearing in mind this was a defense who were playing, you know, rookie Lamar Jackson, undrafted rookie Lamar Jackson, had loads of injuries. Yeah. It's... This was an awful performance. It's weird because on the face of it, if you look at the stats, it's not awful. But then you actually properly think about it and watch the highlights and you realise how much of a poor performance it was. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at the win probability and you get into those final bits. It's going 90% for the Jets. The mm. Jets. You're not. That's not allowed. Any My other team God. that would have been blown out against. Yeah. Um, it... How is right? They uh, Las Vegas Raiders seven and five. That is such a paper over the cracks. Mm. I, I can't express that enough. But Jets, not Jets. I'm excuse me. The Las Vegas Raiders are not worth seven and five. In, mm. And they are worth five and five at the very most. You know, probably five and seven. It's yeah. shocking, shocking um, performance and. I'd like to say Derek Carr's got them out of a hole there at the last minute, but frankly, that's just the Jets being poor. Like you yeah. say, any other side, you know, and they get destroyed. There's, yeah. there's Nathan no Peterman could have thrown that touchdown throughout the end of the game because of just how bad the Jets' play calling was. And he he barely, barely outperformed Sam Darnold, which, you know, great for defence, allowed the Jets to put up 28 points, 15 of them in the fourth quarter. I mean... This was truly abysmal, and yeah. I was I was seconds away, essentially, like I said to you in our group chat, yeah. of putting the Raiders bottom of the power rankings, well, because um, they would have deserved that if they'd lost. If you lose to the Jets, you automatically go to 357th in power rankings. Yeah. I don't know who's... 356th is Leeds United, like, they don't want to play American <laughs> football, but they're just better than you. Yes, I put put um, put Calvin Phillips at quarterback, um, Cock in. linebacker. Who are we having at safety? Um, Ailing possibly. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You want um, JJ Watt on the on the um, D line? <laughs> that notorious know. Leeds United centre half. Yeah, but we talked about this last week, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> What actually? I think we did this a while ago. But what would a Leeds NFL team be called? I still want it to be I called the Peacocks. I, I, I know can't, it's not I an aggressive st- name, but still. I instantly went to Leeds Rhinos before remembering <laughs> Josh. Stop. Um, ah, oh, actually, because you haven't been allowed to talk about it on a beautiful pregame. Kevin Sinfield, seven marathons in seven days, over two million pounds <sighs> raised, as I mentioned in the intro. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Give the man a knighthood. The the I mean I don't particularly follow rugby rugby league uni whatever hmm. but the, it's been all over my Twitter feed and I'm really sort of that's happy about that because the coverage it's getting there and yeah. the the awareness that's been raised is is absolutely fantastic hmm. all, all credit all credit uh, fantastic yeah. when I was growing up obviously Sinfield was playing for the Rhinos and I always said people shouldn't have sports people as role models unless it's like Kevin Sinfield and this oh, is another fair. reason this proves why once again yeah the only thing we can say for the Raiders was Darren Waller 200 yards that's like the only good thing that happened for this team was that in 13 receptions as well and two touchdowns yeah. mm. but still 
Really poor game for the Las Vegas Raiders. Very lucky to win against the Jets side who continue on their path to 0 and 16. Let's go on to the next game then. And I know that a game of two halves is more fitting for soccer, but I think that perfectly sums up Cleveland Browns 41, Tennessee Titans 35. I'll be honest, I didn't see a half time score of 38 to 7 for for the Browns on like my sort of like predictions. Sure. But that's what they had. And oh my god, the Tennessee Titans in that first half would be on they were New York Jets levels of bad. Yeah. I mean, okay, look at this score right. So first quarter, ten nil Cleveland. Mm. Second quarter, twenty was it that's twenty eight points to seven. Yeah. And then it is literally two different games, and then the second half it's twenty eight three Titans absolutely yeah. ridiculous this was an absolutely mad mad game i don't know how else to say it wow just wow i mean at least it shows that mike Vrabel knows what adjustments to make at half time because boy sure. did he make them adjustments but at the point where you're 38 to 7 down it it, it really almost doesn't matter unless you pull a buffalo bills against houston oilers sort of comeback then it doesn't matter. And they they tried their best, bless them. They came within a touchdown. But it was so far gone in that first half, it really didn't matter. And yes, Ryan Tannehill had a good game. And yes, Derek Henry actually looked like the running back he is in the second half. And yes, Corey Davis played really well. But at the same time, it, it just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Um, I just feel like key moments for me, I mean... The turnovers battle, Tennessee lost that very, very clearly. And that that was key for me, actually. Um, yeah, the Browns just did enough, I think, in the first half. They will be concerned about the second half. You would yeah. be. You know, seeing 28 points in the second half again, you will be worried. Let, don't get me wrong. Mm. However, um, Mayfield looked very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, and they, 147 wow absolutely they show they can do more than actually just run the ball frankly mm. um, and I believe they've not been in the playoffs for 18 years is that right um, mm. something like that but yes. they they look well on to ending that so 9-3 okay um, uh, Buffalo Bills last time was 95 wow when, and I'm sorry to bring this up, they handed Don Shula his last loss. Oh. <laughs> so, sorry. Oh. Actually, no, sorry, not last playoff game. Last playoff win since 95. Was in 95. Obviously, the last playoff game was last year when they played the Texans. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> last playoff win was in 95. I apologise. I, I, I've i got this weird feeling the Browns were ever playoffs in 07, but I, I don't know why. Um... I think it's because Two that seconds. year. Let's have a look. I think that year, Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr, Derek Anderson made the Pro Bowl. Browns made playoffs. They definitely had a winning record that year. Uh, Browns. They did not make the playoffs that year. Uh, Two thousand and two. No. So yeah, eighteen years. Yeah, they went ten and six and missed the playoffs because that's just how the Cleveland Browns do. <laughs> wow. If I remember correctly. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm sorry, Browns fans. That is yeah, pretty hilarious. Yeah, ten and six, and still miss the playoffs on a tiebreaker. Well, they're nine and three right now. 
Um, this is the nine and three Cleveland Browns, which is still ridiculous, frankly. Yeah. Um, but, but they deserve to be nine and three. I mean, they do. Um, they've, but they seem to have built a, a couple of years. They obviously Baker Mayfield. If you've got wide receivers like Odell and Jarvis Landry, <sighs> Jarvis Landry, sad times. Um, I still have your jersey, boy. It's not too late. It's not too late. Um, Is that why you keep it? Just one day he will Yeah, return. one day. Um, yeah, I'm doing the same thing I did with Ronaldo for United. Just he's clinging on, on a business. Yeah, he's on loan. <laughs> um, that's a 10-year loan, actually, frankly. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it Honestly, is just he's, mad. he's in his 30s now. Surely he's fully developed. I know. He just needs a little bit more. He needs a breakthrough season, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's they've got some really good weapons at their disposal and some quality players, and I would like to see them vaguely do well. That you know, they're a, a franchise and a set of fans who've who've had it difficult for so long. So, good luck to them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, actually, just no, because they're still insufferable. I don't, I don't like how they've just suddenly become really arrogant. I don't, I don't like it. anyway. But eight and four the Tennessee Titans, nine and three the Cleveland Browns, and both sides in the AFC playoff race at the moment. Um, I'm guessing we think both of them will get in. I okay, I would imagine so, but this is the Browns who missed out at That's ten and six. So uh, for Tennessee, yeah, I mean Indianapolis on the same records. Um, actually, is it just points four that is separating them and Indianapolis at the top? I think it is. Yeah, no, it is. So that's um, Tennessee have uh, 359 to Indianapolis is 328. So it's just a better record on that point. Um, so I would say, I'm going to say yes and be an optimist, but mm. this is the Browns and Browns do Browns things. Yeah. So if you remember a video from 2017 called The Browns Live in Hell, which was by Secret Base, of course it was by Secret Base. We do a lot of recommending them on this channel. I'm you really do. surprised I'm not on their payroll yet. Or am I? But wink, anyway. wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> but yeah. So from the chart party episode called The Browns Live in Hell, of 10 win teams between 1978 and 2016, 83.5% of them made the playoffs. Only 16.5% miss out. The, the, the Browns were one of them. <laughs> Yay! Lol, Browns things. Just the Browns being the Browns. Let's talk about a team who are also probably surprised to have won this fast, really bad link. The Browns are not surprised to have beaten the Titans. But let's talk about a side who are more surprised to have won this weekend. See, I'm an expert. I can link. Um, New York Giants, 17. Seattle Seahawks, 12. Um, so... What? It's a shame we can't have Will on for this one because yeah. I'd love to have uh, heard uh, what he had to say about that one. Mm. Uh, just well done. This is a, a five and seven giant side now. I mean, if we look at the start of the season, you wouldn't have had a hope in how that this was going to end up this way. They are top no. of the NFC East. Admittedly, this is the NFC East, so I'm not sure how much you can say about that, but. Absolutely props. Well done. To be honest, are there other sides in the NFC East? Two knows. Not really. There's there's a vague. I think it's the Dallas. Dallas. Cow. I no. I don't don't recognise them. Yeah. I no. I don't know if there are. I know there's a Dallas team. I know there's a Philadelphia team. But I think that's it. Is it a three team division? I think it might be. It's a bit of a quirky one. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird that. 
But uh, let, let's get one thing straight. Russell Wilson is not winning MVP. I think no, it, I Colt think we McCoy can say is. That now. Colt McCoy is definitely winning MVP. Um, 67.4 pass rating. I mean, you just can't teach that sort of pure talent. <laughs> that talent, yeah. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson only a pass rating of 78. I think it's fair to say, I was going to say, like, and that's against the Giants' defence. The Giants' defence might be one of the best ones in the league now. They are really improved. They have very much improved. And this is a Giants side that is you can't laugh at anymore. So, um, there is that. Actually, no, to be fair, I've always had a soft spot for the Giants, even before mm. um, uh, we knew Will supported them. Yeah. It's uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, I feel sorry for him because I think maybe he's burning out now. I think he's had to do so much this season that come the yeah. back end, he's starting to falter. And I don't blame him. It's been tough. It's been really difficult. Mm. Um, this, are the Seahawks still making the playoffs? Probably. Um, prob- you know, just, just probably. Um, but, it's not you know, set in stone, though. It's not, no, which is a ridiculous thing if we thought at the start of the season and what they were doing then. Um, but we, I think this season has just exposed all the cracks in that Seahawks roster. They yeah, are no absolutely. longer the very complete... When I started watching the NFL properly in sort of 2012-2013, the Seahawks were a side which was complete across the board, who had Moshon Lynch, who had um, Richard Sherman, who had Russell Wilson, you know, some star star players with a well-rounded squad who were really formidable who did that to the denver broncos but now it's just russell wilson and he that team has just been left to fall apart because it's okay russell wilson will come and he'll save us and he'll throw 40 unanswered points well no he won't if he doesn't have the help and i think see the seahawks are realizing that he cannot do it on his own come on guys the one thing that annoyed me in this game, Evan Ingram made another stupid mistake. How does he keep doing this? Every time he makes a mistake, it seems to cost the Giants points. I mean, it's it's absolutely beyond me. On the other hand, Wayne Goldman, it turns out, might be the best player in the history of the NFL. So that's good. I mean, another 135 yards today, 8.4 yards per carry. 8.4 for the running back. I need to lie down. That he is has filled in more than handily for for Saquon Barkley. He has, yeah. Um, uh, very impressive. Very, very impressive. Um, just well done, Giants. Yeah, you look solid. Reasonably solid. And I don't know what you guys want to do in the playoffs, whether it's... I, I suppose now that it's fluff's likely, you have to go for it because that draft position is probably not going to get any better. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see them. Yeah, go for it. It is worth mentioning that when the Saints went... uh, Sorry, the Seahawks went 7-9, who are... They are currently the 2010 Seahawks, the worst division winner of all time based on record. They immediately went into the playoffs against the one-seed reigning champion New Orleans Saints and beat them with Beastquake. That was the Beastquake (laughs) game. And... and people often forget that came in a season the Seahawks went 7-9, and nine, and they were really bad that year. They were yeah. not a good side, and yeah, they won in the playoffs, because fundamentally, the NFL does not make any sense, and really, really, really good sides can lose to really bad sides, which I'm sure we won't get onto later. Um, <laughs> final thing to mention, actually, by the way, Patrick Graham is quickly becoming my favourite defensive coordinator in the NFL. He's doing an absolutely wonderful job. 
Every time I go into the giant subreddit, it just seems to be talking about how Nick, um, is it Lalos, I think is how you say his name? Lalos? Yeah. It's like the reincarnation of God, which obviously is wrong. That's Marcella Bielsa. But, <laughs> okay, so final question. Have sure. you seen the picture of Eli Manning going to town on a sandwich? I have, actually, Alex. Thank you for asking. I mean, it was, that's the best image ever, right? It does. Um, it does have vague Ed Miliband energy, but also because it's Eli Manning, it, it, he just gets out of that and is yeah. That is the great. That it's needs not to awkward. Up, it's right. That needs to put up in place of the Mona Lisa in the Louvre. Yeah, it's as artistic as that picture of a pair in a wonky frame behind him on on the picture. <laughs> I don't know, it, it, it's it's off and it's really bugging me. And also, the other thing I don't get about it is why is the sandwich cut up into threes? Because <laughs> if you look at the sandwich, like, on the on, on the table, it's, it's already been cut into two. And then he's picked up another part, which means it's been cut into three. Why? I cannot answer that. But apart from that, the image is perfect and I do love it. And just Eli Manning is just the best at facial expressions. I mean, he's the king. We all know this. We all accept this. I mean, if you haven't seen the image, just go and look for the image right now. It's far more important. I don't care if you're, at, if, if you're at work while you listen to this, but I don't care if you're at work. I don't care if you're studying. I don't care. Whatever you're doing, find the image of Eli Manning eating a sandwich from this weekend. I think it was Indeed. on his Twitter. Just find it. It's fantastic. Anyway, next game. And I think we'll go to Jacksonville Jaguars 24, Minnesota Vikings 27. I'll be honest, I've not done any prep this week. Even less prep than usual. So, great. Uh, last second field goal in overtime. Winning the game for the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson having another great game. Dalvin Cook. What do we make of Dalvin Cook's performance, actually? 120 yards, but only 3.8 yards per carry, which is very not Dalvin Cook-like. No, Against it's not. Against the Jags. Who he should be doing uh, better than that, I guess. Um, I guess he gets the job done. They, well, yeah. mm, I mean, he didn't really, did he? Let's 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 be real. Dan Bailey did got the job done, but yeah. uh, it's difficult. I say it's difficult to criticize him when they have won and he's got that many yards, but he's still vaguely inefficient. And it's not yeah, what you absolutely. want to see. He's not the same guy dominating games that we saw, um, say, three weeks ago. Mm. When it comes example. to yards per carry, when it comes to like the actual big runners, yeah. um, James Robinson out- outran him in that sense. 78 ca- yards off 18 carries, 4.3 yards per carry. But, like, okay, so I get it that James Robinson is God. So maybe that's okay <laughs> anyway, but still. Not wonderful. The Jags have now dropped their 11th straight game in the NFL. I'll tell you what they need. They need someone who's a baseball executive. Ball help. <laughs> That's going to solve all their problems. Everything Mike there. Glennon, 73.5. Passer rating. Another poor game from him. But, I mean, the Vikings should have been winning this game anyway. So, oh. I do commend the Jags for a reasonable performance. Absolutely. This should have been a lot, lot easier for the vikings yeah. frankly they should have been uh, 27 to 14 10 and comfortable they should never have gone to overtime the fact that it did 
would you'd worry if you were a Vikings fan, frankly. So, mm. I mean, yes, a win's a win, but... The only really? annoying thing is, is that they did have two chances to win the game. First of all, um, McLaughlin missing what was granted a 62-yard field goal. If they'd got just a bit further up the field to get into better field goal range, they could have won through that. And then Mike Glennon threw an interception in overtime to give the ball back to Minnesota at the Jacksonville 20. Yeah. I... Oh, sorry, the Jacksonville 46. My bad. Oh, okay, yeah, um, that makes more sense. But, yeah, still. They had them two clear chances to win. They missed on both of them. They could be now an incredible 2-10. and ten. Maybe they thought, because they'll play the same time as the Jets were, maybe they thought, hang on, they're actually winning. Oh, my God, we could get Trevor Lawrence and, you know, decide to throw the game on to find out that, you know, the Jets actually lost. And <laughs> that must be disappointing for them. Indeed. Four Minnesota, six and six. I believe they are now just in the playoffs in the seventh seed. So the Vikings, yes, they are in the seventh seed in the playoffs with a six and six record over the Arizona Cardinals. They, I mean, they need to improve, but from where they've come from, in all fairness, you take it. I mean, from the start of the season, you'd snatch your hand off, wouldn't you, surely? Hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk about the Cardinals then, because we've just mentioned okay. them. Arizona um, losing 28-38 at the home of the San Francisco 49ers. Well, as it is now. Yeah. For a temporary period. Um, 38-28 to the Rams. And I'll be honest, I personally think this game was even more of a blowout. I thought the Rams were by far the better side through most of this game. They did have a few problems, especially that punt return. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But for the most part, the Rams did really deserve victory, and the Cardinals got a few um, got a touchdown, I believe, in garbage time. But the Rams were the victors, and deservedly so. Okay, and may I also say, what do we have in common between the fantastic LA Rams and the up to now impressive Arizona Cardinals? They were both beaten by the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, Tua. Definitely. <laughs> That is, yeah, you, you just can't, you just can't escape that fact. That is a fact now. There is no possible way to to mitigate that. Yeah, no. Uh, in all seriousness, yes, are they looking as good as their recent Super Bowl season? No, probably not. However, this is a good Ram side. This is a competent Ram side. I know I've talked a lot about uh, Goff only wanting to throw it to Cup and but not really trusting actually, the rest of his receiving core. Okay, another game. Another game in which Cooper Cup wasn't the most targeted. This is the thing, receiver. yeah. Robert um, Woods was again. I'll tell you what, all of the memes are now going to start about him only wanting to target Robert Woods. <laughs> Honestly, throw to someone else. Do you ever love around Javard? You know the thing, actually, right, Alex? Since I said that, um, I think it was maybe three, four weeks ago, how um, Jared Goff only really ever targets Cooper Cup and doesn't trust the rest of his receivers. I think every week since then... Cooper Cup has not been the top the top targeted receiver, which so now, ev- evidently our podcast is so influential and so worldwide and just the you know trendsetter for the NFL yeah. that the Goff woke up and smelt the roses and listened to me. Frankly, I, but I've noticed about twenty percent of our listeners come from America, so maybe one of them is Jared Goff, and he was like, "I'll show you." Jared Goff, though, obviously not just being criticised by yourself, um, and Will even more so, 
but also criticised last week by Sean McVeigh, who called him out, said his performance was just not good enough. He said, I'm going to take it on the chin, I'm an adult, I can deal with that. And he came out 104.9 passive rating. He showed that he's better than that performance last week. That's fair. Um, look, I think the, the Rams make the playoffs. Oh yeah, Frankly, yeah, they're 8-4 at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't think, think they're that's... better than the Seahawks. And they're a good, good side. I wouldn't put it past them going um, going quite deep into the playoffs, actually. Mm. Um, quite solid. Um, like you say, um, Jared Goff has started to really vary his receiving options, which is always the sign of a strong side when you don't just rely on one receiver. I'm thinking to the sort of the Julian Edelman Patriots style thing, which was going yeah. on in sort of Brady's final couple of seasons. Um, and you just don't have that with 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 the Rams anymore, which is healthy. It is healthy, and they are quite potent when they want to be. Yep, absolutely. Meanwhile, for the Arizona Cardinals, six and six, they are a fringe playoff contender. They've shown they can win the big games, but sometimes they just do this. They just fail to show up. It was the same with the Lions. So the Lions are actually a bad football side, um, but. It was just another poor performance. What percentage would you give them on making the playoffs at the moment? Oh, the Cardinals. Um, that's a great question because Kyler Murray on his day is fantastic. But oh, I don't think that they catch Seattle or LA in the yeah, NFC West. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, with regards to the standings on the NFC, NFC uh, wildcards, where are they at the moment? Are they in the I believe chase? they're eighth, just behind the Vikings on a tiebreaker. But I think pound for pound they're better than the Vikings. It's so yeah, touch and go. I'm going to say just by the skin of their teeth in the playoffs. Mm. I'm giving but them about a that, 50% chance. Personally. But that could easily be, that could easily not come off. You know what I mean? It's mm. very tight and they need to get that act together very, very quickly. Yeah, Absolutely. Let's talk about the Lions then, because we mentioned sure. that. This is just how we're going to do this episode, apparently. Just if we mention a team, we'll go to that team. Okay. Short Lions, 34. <laughs> Chicago Bears, 30. I don't care how well Mitch Trubisky did in this game, especially against the Lions defense. They they are losing because of how bad that offense is with Mitch Trubisky there. That's It fair. says a lot that the Lions defense might be the, one of the worst in the NFL and you still can't beat them. You still first of all, the defense didn't show up this week. Thirty-four points conceded to the Lions, which I know Matt Stafford is good, but that's literally it. Yeah, no, it is. What, Look at it. <sighs> Go for it. What do the Bears do at the end of this year? Because surely they have to clean house. The GM has to go. The head coach Matt Nagy has to go. Mitch has to go. Foles has to go. Yeah, you awful. think so? You think so? Is this um, seven straight losses? By the way, Alex, just seeing the name Mitch Trubisky gives me feelings that are very hurtful to me at this time, coming just, off the back of Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes. That's already um, up on um, on the Sports Splits and all major podcast providers. Go have a listen. It is very funny. Um, Adrian Peterson for the Lions. Poor. Yes, there's two touchdowns, but that... that Yard, this just isn't good enough. Uh, how does that average out? Let me just have a look. Uh, 3.6. Okay, so that that averages out at 3.6 yards carry. That's not nearly good enough. Um, 
Matt Stafford, I you will you'll know this from previous weeks, Alex. I I like Matt Stafford. Yeah, um, his do. yard, yeah, he's he's too good for the Detroit Lions. Um, mm. Look at that yardage. You know, he really he he's just puts yards on the board consistently. I really really like the guy. Mm. Um, I think the five Bears would actually win. Yeah, um, five and seven Detroit Lions. They're not going anywhere when you've got Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, mm. in that division but oh, like but still, you say oh, it's game. better it's better than having Matt Patricia at the helm I guess mm. then again uh, good game, 20, yeah. 30 to the Trubisky led Bears I'm nearly as good as Mitch Trubisky I'll be honest it has started to get to the point where it does annoy me that Mitch Trubisky is a starting quarter is this what it's got to in the NFL, where Mitch Trubisky can be a starting quarterback. I, I personally I personally think, and I know the numbers don't align up, but bearing in mind that one of them's on a much worse team, a much worse team, I personally think Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's a controversial statement. It's not much in it, is there? No, no, it's not. The difference is that you know, Sam Darnold is on the most incompetent team of all time, potentially, in the New York Jets at the moment. Mitch Trubisky is relatively better off with the Bears. That's the only way you can explain wins for the Bears, because he is just bad. And it doesn't Indeed. help that, as mentioned on Jeopardy, that he was drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Wow. <laughs> I... <sighs> Let's move on before we have to think of Matt. So wow, he was he was drafted in uh, front of an elite quarterback and uh, Jason Watson. That that is. Um... I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> that that's that's really surprising, Alex. Third best passer rating in <laughs> the league, elite. <laughs> Where was I going to go next? Do you know what? For the rest of the games, we're just going to go in alphabetical order because I, I I didn't even do a ranking list this week, to be honest, because, you know, essay writing season. Woo! Indeed. Fun times. New Orleans Saints, 21. Atlanta Falcons, 16. Taysom Hill, his best passing performance to date. 232 yards, two touchdowns. Like, actually thrown. <laughs> two thrown touchdowns. <gasps> a pass rating of 107 and we talked about how good this Falcons defense was last week. Yeah, we did. They, they managed them. They played really well. About Alvin Kamara as well, Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill had a really good game. The Saints are now, I believe, eight and zero in the last two years without Drew Brees at quarterback. Why even bother? <laughs> just, just sack him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the we'll point? have him. <laughs> no, no, we won't actually. I think, I think Ben's probably better than Drew Brees. Yeah, um, this feels like Drew Brees' last chance, to be honest with you. I, won't I mean, lie. it doesn't help that he's injured. Yeah, but as in, um, if he is, is there any chance of him getting back for the playoffs? I'm not sure how serious his injury is. I don't know myself, actually. Google um, it if you're listening. But yeah, no, if, he, if there is any chance of him getting back, this is his last chance for me at Super Bowl. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Alvin Kamara... Um, Reasonable, I guess. Um, Five point nine yards per carry is really good. That's you know, I, actually, that's, that's, Taysom yeah. Hill had the same amount. So Taysom Hill is not only the best quarterback on the Saints, he's the best the running best back running. on the Saints. <laughs> and uh, Michael Thomas, he's not the best wide receiver, which is disappointing. Um, 
Go on, Michael Tyson, Thomas's try game, uh, really good. The only worry <sighs> I have, and we talked about it last week with the Falcons um, against the Raiders. Um, Taysom Hill, three fumbles, one lost to the um, to the Falcons. So they recovered better, but again, Atlanta forcing them fumbles. Their defense is really underrated. Um, it is, and I think that's just because they've choked so much early in the season, that, oh, yeah, and yeah. people still think they're a bit of a laughing star. The four and eight Falcons. I do think that early season impressions are very hard to wash away. Yeah, um, that's and fair. I think that's very true of the NFL. So if you, my impression um, of the Steelers yeah, is they haven't lost yet. But they've got well, no, they haven't. They had a bye this week. Yeah, they week. had a bye this week. Um, as we all know. As we all know. So. As we all know. It's hmm. honestly this wasn't a very interesting game for me. The Saints are still the Saints. They're still ten and yeah. two, and they're a decent side. The Falcons are better than they were earlier in the season, but they're not going to do anything. Hmm. So honestly, I don't really have much to say about this. The Falcons, it was kind of boring. Yeah, the Falcons on the last two drives had chances to win. It got into I believe goal to go situations on both of them in the last two minutes. Two different chances and blew both of them away which is really frustrating because the play calling on them goal to go plays was was just not that good and it feels like they've snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory in that sort of way even though they they weren't leading at that point they really they had with two solid chances in goal to go situations they really should have been able to do something Matt Ryan again had a poor game not very impressive the Saints, I believe, now have secured a playoff place after was it nine straight wins, eight straight wins, something, some straight it's something wins. Something on those lines, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were the first team to secure a place in the NFL playoffs, leading the NFC with a ten and two record. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals seven, Miami Dolphins nine. We're going to finally talk about this game. But I, I'll be honest, Josh. I don't think, from a neutral's perspective, it was that interesting. But the Miami Dolphins eight and four. Let's go, Dolphins! Yes, right. Um, I I do kind of disagree on that one. Not gonna lie, just because of the hit at the end and just the absolute aggro in this game. This. Oh yeah, no, but yeah. This felt like um, the Battle of Old Trafford's. Uh, for a football reference, there, it, it, the the Old Trafford. Do you remember the one that? with Pizzagate? Pizzagate, where Fabregas threw a piece of pizza and then it all kicked off. Oh. Okay, so yeah, for me, a lot to talk about in this game. Um, two were finally putting up good numbers. Actually, he didn't really come into the NFL with a bang, but he's been quietly impressive. I think yeah, it's it was fair to say. it was the Bengals and it was a ninety-seven point eight passer rating. Admittedly, and he's not. It's not like he's going out and doing Justin Herbert things because he's not. No. However, if you look at him compared to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you start to see a difference. He's so much better at protecting the ball. He's so much better in the pocket. He's much more mobile, and he just looks far more comfortable. Oh yeah, you know he is better. He he, he uses quality for me, and it is slightly understated. I think he'll grow into the position of of starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think come next season when he's had a full off-season with the Dolphins and hopefully has something a bit more akin to a proper pre-season considering COVID. Mm. I think we'll probably see the best of him then. But, he, you know, he looks very good. Um, not an electric game. Um, we really struggled on offence, I think it's fair to say. And it is a worry going into what is hopefully the playoffs 
um, that the offense just isn't firing. Even with Fitzpatrick and with Tua, we just we just cannot convert on third down. It's mm. just not happening. It is really really poor. We are relying on Jason Sanders being an exceptional kicker. Exceptional. Yeah. He's had a fantastic season. And um, he pulled us out of the mire again. Miles Gaskin vaguely decent on rushing. The Dolphins have been poor rushing this season, which is really disappointing, of course. Like mm. Gasicki, um, our best uh, receiving yards. Yeah, he was really good um, at tight end, actually. He reminds me in some ways of Gronk in some of the ways mm. that he plays. Um, he, obviously, a massive guy at tight end, making that sort of play in the air. Um, but overall, the offense needs a lot of work. It needs to be far more um, dynamic if we do anything in the playoffs. However, at eight and four, I'm not going to complain as a Dolphins fan, frankly. Mm, um, no, absolutely. And uh, Alex, I'll let you get onto uh, the fight. Personal opinion, just before we get onto it, I think the, the hit on Jakeem Grant was horrific. Yeah, that's from Mike Thomas, not the Saints player. So... Yeah. Wouldn't have been the biggest surprise ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't mention that. But anyway, yeah, that that hit from Mike Thomas on Jakeem Grant should have a multiple game um, suspension for me. Absolutely, that was absolutely vile. I don't think Jakeem Grant had called for a fair catch, which would absolutely make that suspension, you know, nailed in sort of thing. But yeah. It's still beyond dirty. And there had been certain skirmishes before as well, I believe. Um, Zavin Howard was ejected. He was, um, yeah. Was um, Devante Park rejected as well? I believe Tyler yes. Boyd ejected for the Bengals. So this wasn't the first thing, but I believe they were early on in the game. I might be wrong. Was that... Was that no, you're during... correct. Yeah. So, so but yeah, um, that, that hit in particular was truly vile. It, it was bad. Um, Zavin Howard was... Uh, ejected for hands to the face earlier on in the game, um, which I am very disappointed about because he leads the NFL in interceptions and yeah. was very good for the season. Um, and Devontae Parker and the Cincinnati player you mentioned were Tyler ejected. Boy. Yeah, were ejected after because of the brawl in which Brian Flores was forcibly removed from it by one of his staff because he was that wound up. Um, mm. The hit, no, the hit on Grant. Um, Grant's eyes were completely on the ball and he's so early it's not even close that the mm. ball isn't in frame when the tackle is made and that tells you all you need to know yeah I, I, I think that's a multiple game suspension Absolutely. for me if, if they don't then what message are they letting out to the league because yeah. that was a truly awful hit and I, th- I believe Brian Flowers is completely justified in being in, in, as outraged as he Enraged, was. Enraged, absolutely, yeah. And he absolutely was. But let's talk about the positives for Dolphins. Eight and four, sixth seed in the playoffs as it stands. Yes. What more could you want? Exactly. Um, I mean, to be slightly higher so we don't have to face the Chiefs in the first round, frankly. <laughs> um, because that would take an absolute miracle to, to pull that off. Um However, this as a, as a Dolphins fan who's we've been very up and down um, the last couple of years. It's nice to see a, a it's nice to see a good Dolphins defense because we've never had that um, after we had Minka cruelly ripped from our fingertips. Who did he go to? I don't remember you, you, some team got, who had. Hang on, you got a bit yeah. of Minka. Yeah, he went to some team over up north somewhere. I don't really remember. Uh. Was um, it the, I think it was the Pottsburg Strollers? 
I think it was, yeah. Um, I don't really think he's made much of an impact there, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've, I've not heard actually much from him. Um, I'll tell you what. I certainly wouldn't get his jersey, frankly. Yeah, no, I, don't, I can't see anyone doing that. Because, no, you know, me just, Who knows who they are? <laughs> I'll be honest, I was going to get a Steelers hat for Christmas, but I, I don't know if I can bring myself to looking at the Steelers store this week. Oh. Just oh, I was I, I was um, also thinking again of Chase Claypool jersey, but I'm a bit worried about buying rookie jerseys. Fair. Just because, you know, they could collapse the year after. I mean, it's just a haunted memory. It's not going to happen with Chase Claypool. He's brilliant, and I love him, and he's the best, and I love him. And it's why I think Canada is the best nation on earth, just because of him <laughs> and Maple Civet. Um But anyway. <laughs> I will pop in expressions for you, Alex, and pick you up a Steelers hat. <laughs> oh, no. I'd, I'd feel weird. Um, <laughs> I'm not buying you a present. I'd, 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 I'd feel bad. I thought you were getting me a PS5. I'm totally getting you a PS5. Thank you. We wouldn't have surprised you. <laughs> now, do you know what I'm actually getting you? What? The Sean Watson jersey. Because <laughs> I know you love him. <laughs> Don't you mention that name to me, Woodward. <laughs> well, we are going to mention it because the next game is Indianapolis. Yeah. Colts 26, <laughs> Houston Texans 20. And actually... Um, obviously the Colts defence really good but Sean Watson bad game 85.5 pass rating Philip Rivers 119.3 the Colts I believe are now just behind the Titans on best win percentage in division games I definitely did not just read that off the ESPN <laughs> website but we're still the one we're boycotting yes. the one we're boycotting um <laughs> But, yeah, a good win for the Colts, a needed win for the Colts. And I think if there was any question about the Texans potentially fighting for a playoff place uh, with a 4-7 and seven record, as it was, uh, that's gone. Yeah, and frankly, you do just need an elite quarterback to get in there. And Third best um, passer rating. Uh, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Um, not a fantastic game. Uh, let, okay, let me be unjoking and complete rational he is obviously very good and this will be yes. disappointing for him um the yardage was there but the just the efficiency wasn't today not mm. today what man about um last time out it, uh philip rivers looked very very good and very efficient by comparison which texan had the most receiving yards it was um how do you pronounce that Kuti. it's keke Kuti. who Keke-Kuti. is keke where isn't are they finding what, these players from? Isn't that what elementary school kids say they've given to each other? Yeah, it's Keke Kuti. <laughs> Keke Kuti is. Um, so, yeah, he's eight receptions for 141 yards. That's I've very efficient. Of, no, I've me neither. On the ground. In 2018. On the ground, not, not particularly good, though. The, the second one. Second best. Chad Hansen. Who? Who are these players? Drafted by the Jets in 2017 in the fourth round. When you're having to rely on Keke Kuti and Chad Hansen... What I even is give you... football? And, and yeah, like, as you mentioned, the rushing game was bad. David Johnson, only 44 yards. Out, out, well, outperformed when it comes to averages by Sean Watson. Duke Johnson, 8 yards. This is just abysmal. No wonder he can't win he's got nothing yeah i i don't disagree with any of that anyway let's talk about the colts instead because they they won jonathan Ty taylor Hilton. 
Okay, yeah, okay. you go first. <laughs> Taylor, the rookie running back out of, I believe, Wisconsin. Seven yards per carry, Very 91 nice. yards um, on the game. We, we talked about how he's been having disappointing performances recently, but he has he's starting to get together again, and he's putting in, he's, he put in a great performance here. Obviously, having a run game vital to winning football games, as everyone who wants to talk about the Steelers will tell you. Don't know why, they're <laughs> on a bye this week. Just get exactly. over it. Um, and yeah, T.Y. Hilton, Josh. Uh, yeah, um, uh, fantastic. Um, eight receptions for 110 yards and touchdown is fantastic. Um, and he was a very, very good weapon. Um, I believe that's uh, 518 yards on the season, which he's averaging 12 points. Yeah, he's averaging 12.6 Per, per reception so that's that's pretty good mm-hmm. um all in all um indianapolis are what are they they're eight and four eight and four so obviously fantastic um i believe ooh, what seed are they um in the afc they're currently the seventh, seventh seed are they yeah so who are they behind um some goated team from down south i believe some goated you know. team from down south indeed Miami oh by the way the as well the greatest football team <laughs> excuse me <laughs> taylor since we've already mentioned him three receptions 44 yards absolutely incredible game from him indeed um in both of the running and receiving games eagles at packers is next i locked this one up and i was a bit worried but packers did win in the end 16 to 30 the big thing to talk about from this game, Jalen Hurts replacing Carson Wentz mid-game. Carson Wentz having another awful game. And bearing in mind, as we've mentioned, the Packers' defense is not good. Just keep that in mind, especially the pass defense. Carson Wentz, 6 for 15, 79 yards, a pass rating of 57.4. Jalen Hurts came in 5 for 12, 109 yards, a pass rating of 67.7, one touchdown, one interception. Jalen Hurts, I know he didn't play well, but he played better. And sure. Is this the start of the end for Wentz in Philadelphia? Honestly, I thought the end for Wentz in Philadelphia was sooner. Um, I think he has been on a ticking clock, frankly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jalen Hurts starts to be sort of, how do you say this? Uh, moved into the starting spot. That's not yeah. quite. Um, I believe he will start next year. Yeah. Um. Sort of. There's a word for it, and I can't quite remember it now. But yeah, I think it will be transition. There we go. Yeah, he will be just transitioning into that starting spot. I think. I. I don't think the Eagles want to make a big deal of it. Just his consensus. Jalen Hurts is our starter. That is all we have to say on the matter. I, you know, mm. I think they, they don't think they want drama. Yeah, absolutely. For the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, another performance, another great performance, 25 34, 295 yards, three touchdowns, a pass rating of 128.9. I know everyone's talking about Mahomes, but I'll be perfectly honest, at the moment, I think he should win MVP. That's not a bad shot at all. I just think. I would put him ahead of Mahomes because Mahomes has a better side around him yeah. than Rodgers does. Um, admittedly, if you look at Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams' stats for this game, that doesn't look like much of an argument. However, mm. over the season, 
he has not had though he has not had good options available to him yeah and not a range of options anyway and he has often just carried that side and they look a lot more solid than the seahawks do with russell wilson carrying them frankly yeah. how do you think jordan love feels at the moment is all i want to say i i mean i'm sure green bay wisconsin is a lovely place i'm sure it's Indeed. great to live in but i think he'll be looking to leave green bay wisconsin sooner rather than later maybe he can come to pittsburgh every backup quarterback is currently being linked with pittsburgh <laughs> um, but yeah Aaron jones 15 carries 130 yards Devontae adams 10 receptions 121 yards three touchdowns between them yeah, I I don't think Jordan Love gets... Bear in mind that Aaron Rodgers, I believe, sat behind far for three seasons. Will Jordan Love be sitting behind Rodgers for three seasons? No. No, he will not. He will want to play. And he wants to... We want, we, he, can't speak. He will want to play and he will want to start. And he. I don't think he lets three years of his career go to being the backup to Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. Aaron Rodgers did it. I mean, a fair, but I think the NFL is a different place than it was at that time. Mm. And I forgot what I was going to say. It was quite interesting. It was quite interesting watching the um, NFL timeline episode about Favre's retirement and how Rodgers took it at the time, how Rodgers was, you know, itching to play. And the things he sort of said that seemed to counter, uh, sort of like the things he said he wished Father had done, like sort of saying how he wished he'd have been a better teammate, a better friend, sure, um, not seeing him as the enemy and all this. And it seems to me like, rather so big criticism actually, he said Favre, you know, was very cold towards him at the beginning and... You know, he wished he'd just seen him as a friend. He wanted to get along well with him. It, it didn't happen for for quite a lot of his time in Green Bay. Sure. And it seems quite ironic because I would argue the same thing's playing out with Jordan Love, just if you read for newspaper reports. I'm not sure. Obviously, none of us know the personal, the personal like, sort of meetings between the two, how they go. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I just found that really interesting this week. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be relinquishing that role anytime soon. No. So it'll be interesting to see where Jordan Love goes from here. Meanwhile, for the Packers, 9-3, and three, I believe the second seed now in the NFC. Yes, they are. And who knows what happens when they side the playoffs. Because, again, I, I, don't, I think the... Well, the playoffs in general are always really hard to predict. But I, I, there is no standout candidate at the moment in the NFC. No, because they're all bad isn't. and worse than the AFC. We're better. The AFC is superior. Um, a bold prediction. I just think the whoever wins the AFC wins the Super Bowl. Without, Ooh, I don't think there's much bold. It's. <laughs> I I don't see how that doesn't happen. I don't I see what Taysom the NFC Hill's has going to rush for five hundred yards in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Evidently, silly me. I am now more confident in my prediction that the Saints are going to win the NFC because that's that's what I said at the start of the year and I thought I was a bit of an idiot like after week four. But now, you know, it's all good again. Yeah, because they're the good. bed of a bad bunch, frankly. They're the bed of a bad bunch. Indeed. That's what it sounded like you said. I don't know if that's my headphones. Anyway, let's go on to the next game. New England Patriots 45, Los Angeles Chargers nil. We both said the Chargers would win. We both said it was going to be close. Um... We were wrong. Um, we don't need to talk about this Justin game. Justin Herbert, 43.7 passer rating. 
Benching for Tyrod Taylor, he's awful. He's the worst quarterback <laughs> to ever play the game. He should be kicked out. He should be fired. Alex, 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 Alex. We do not appreciate this sort of slander <laughs> on a Justin, a pro Justin Herbert podcast. <laughs> Justin Thank Herbert you. fan podcast. Yes. This That's is not fair. an NFL podcast. This is just a Herbert podcast. It, it, it's called Where we Justin also Herbert talk Blitz. about NFL. Yeah. Welcome to Justin Herbert Blitz coming up today. Is Justin Herbert, Herbert's new haircut acceptable? That was a while <laughs> ago, actually. But nothing went well for the Los Angeles Chargers. Even, by the way, Cam Newton, in a 45 0 win, had a pass rating of 87.4. This league makes no sense. No, it does not. And just weird and with the amount of points as well with that rating i can't with the nfl because it mm. does not make sense damien harris 80 yards rushing on the ground he was the patriots leading russia which also makes no sense but uh, where did they get everything from uh, they did get two interceptions off justin herbert so this is this is the, an, almost like a vp of the falcons beating the raiders oh yeah that's fair yeah Patriots 6-6 six and six at the moment. Tenth seed in the AFC. They are still two games behind the Colts in that seventh and final spot. You can't you can't get into the AFC playoffs by being mediocre and average, unlike the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> or, you know. Sorry, Will. Anyway, we're going to the next <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. Their defense is brilliant. Denver Broncos sixteen, Kansas City Chiefs twenty-two. They do know how to make it hard for themselves in Kansas. Patrick Mahomes ninety-five point six passer rating against the Broncos. Um, um, Travis yes. Carter played well, though one hundred and fifty-six yards receiving. Yes, he did actually. It's okay, but this a uh, bit of a weird one for me. I feel like it's more than. Is it more than likely we'll face the Chiefs? Um, the playoff picture, I don't know it now. Actually, no, I believe sorry, you're currently facing the Bills. Okay, so yeah, currently, oh, right, okay, so currently in sixth seed, I would much rather face the Bills than the Chiefs. Obviously, the Bills, it's no mean, you know, it's it's no mean feat, is it? Mm. Let, let's let's be real. It, that is difficult. The Bills are a very very good side, as they are. We are division rivals. That game at the end of Miami's schedule against the Bills will be an absolute litmus test. I concede that. However, yeah. I would much rather face the Bills than the, than the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to give the I want to give the Kansas City Chiefs a chance to somehow bottle it in that round. They won't because they're the Chiefs. But I, what one can dream, one can hope. The Ravens aren't going to bottle it against the Titans. Oh, come on, we don't know a with few the NFL playoffs. Moments later, <laughs> yeah, we don't know with the NFL playoffs though. So I want to give the the Chiefs as much chance to go out before we play we face them as possible. I am still yeah. I think this is a weird one. Some weird part of me still oh, thinks we can somehow get to a Super Bowl, even with the shoddy offense that we've got. Wow! So, um, just because Take that optimism, uh, I think it's not even optimism. It's just a a somehow gut wonder. It, it's if, optimism. But if, it's, if we... it's pie in the sky optimism. Yeah, no, it is completely. Um, I think if we face the Steelers or the Chiefs or anyone, we lose and get battered. And I am firmly put in my place and told, you know, sit down, little Dolphins boy. 
and stay where you belong. But um, frankly, a boy can dream. Right. So let's talk about the, the Broncos Chiefs because the Chiefs are making it hard for themselves, as you say. Um, Drew Lock, uh, Drew Lock doing Drew Lock things, I guess. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for the Broncos for me, though, they could have won this game. Birmingham, they only lost by six points, fewer than a touchdown. I can do maths. Philip Lindsay, 14 carries, 26 yards, 1.9 yards per carry. Woo! Let's, Let's go. go! Fantastic. Marvin Gordon carried the side, essentially. 15 carries, 131 yards, 8.7 yards per carry. Absolutely incredible. Unreal. Um, Drew Locke's performance not really good. But again, the Chiefs just allowed them to stay in the game. And they really shouldn't have. I, were they leading at the end of the third? Uh, no, they weren't. Never mind. No. Me. But still, they kept it incredibly close. And They were leading for, at the end for of the side, half. For a side who are talking talk about how they could be the next dynasty in the NFL, they should be doing much better against the Denver Broncos. I know... We'll, we'll, we'll get on to it later. But if the Steelers had performed like this, if, if this had been the Steelers game, they would have still been crucified for it. But because it's the Chiefs, it's fine. It's not fine. It's a really worrying performance and problems need to be addressed. If they want to be a dynasty, and I'm not saying this is reflective of Andy Reid or anyone on the Chiefs, but if they want to be a dynasty, this is the game that should be ringing, that should be ringing alarm bells. And if we're going to have to see how they do next week, but they need a bounce-back performance, even though it's a win, to show that they are still that side we think they are. Oh, for sure. Anyway, we'll go on to the next game then. Buffalo Bills 34, San Francisco 49ers 24. Josh Allen getting the win against the 49ers in, you know, Arizona. Sorry, actually, I've realised I made a mistake. Buffalo Bills 34, Arizona 49ers 24. Josh Allen had a really good game in this 139.1 pass rating. They've gone to 9-3, and three, the third seed in the AFC. I didn't watch this game because it started at 3am. Indeed, neither did I for the obvious reasons. Um, the Bills look good. The Bills look very good. I said before how I'd rather face the Bills than the Chiefs, and I probably still would. However, I still don't want to face the Bills. Can they no. tank now, please? Can they, they please? It would be a bit, it would be a bit of a confusing decision to go. Do you know what? Let's blow it up. Yeah, let's tank for no. There's no tanking for Trevor where the bills are concerned. Uh, Josh Allen is very good, very very good. Um, Devin Singletary didn't particularly have a good game. Uh, that's but Cole Beasley. Is that nearly three point four yards per carry? Carry. It's not um, fantastic. Obviously, Cole Beasley doing Cole Beasley things. Um. Yeah. The 49ers, we, okay, Alex, me and you said, I believe, that the the San Francisco 49ers will be back after Mm. they lost that game. We we went out, the graduate, we were saying they will be back. They are a quality side. In all fairness. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but Nick Mullins was playing quarterback. And I don't believe there was any Richard Sherman. And this was the first game with Brandon Ayuk back. And um, they've got so many injuries that... I I I know which Sherman was back in this game. I I do forgive them for being five and seven, but you know we were expecting they sort of turn the corner with this game because they were they did have quite a few players back for this, but they're still really struggling with their injuries. So I don't really blame them. Still, that's fair. Mm. They should have probably still. 
on, on the grounds that most of their key players were back for this game, but it was, um, you know, it was their first game back, I can forgive them, but they need to start showing at least something for, maybe not this year, then again, they're only one game behind the Vikings, but definitely for le- next year, they probably want to win out if they want any chance of a place in the playoffs this year. And to be honest, that is... It's going to be somewhat difficult. Their next game is against Washington, the game after that against Dallas. But then they've got the Cardinals and the Seahawks, which obviously not going to be the easiest games that they're going to play. But then again, do you think 8-8 eight and eight can maybe get you in the playoffs this year? Uh, in the NFC, yes. In the AFC, ooh. No. Well, they're not no. in the AFC. It doesn't matter. No, exactly. That's the point. Um, the NFC, anything is possible because this is the NFC and it is trash. Yeah, absolutely. AFC. 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 And that's all the time we have in the NFL. Black. <laughs> um, do, we I have, think... do we have to? No, we don't. I remember yeah. four teams had a bye this week. Yeah. Um, so that right. is all the time we have on the NFL Blitz. So well, let's go to Alex. <laughs> are, you, are you seizing control of a show? Yes, this is a coup. <laughs> oh, what have I done wrong? <laughs> so right, 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 right. right. Are you setting yourself? Right. Washington 23, Pittsburgh 17. The Steelers dropped their first game of the year after a, a, what was a brilliant 11-game win streak. We weren't able to talk about the game against against Baltimore, but after that, the Steelers became just one of 13 sides in NFL history to win 11 straight games, or, or sorry, to go 11-0 to start a season, which is absolutely brilliant. So I would point people, if you do have the athletics, to an article by um, the Steelers beat writer Ed Bouchette, but... I, I think he made quite a few good points. Um, first of all, it did look to me like, in the Baltimore game and in this game, that the Steelers sort of felt the weight of being undefeated. And if you want to look at the positives, then that the weight off. of that falling yeah. off would could actually be a positive. As well as that, the Steelers are still first in the AFC. They still, at this point, have home field advantage. They have a bye. Um, so that's not really a problem. On the other hand... I'll be honest, Randy Finch needs to be fired. Not just for this game, though, for this game. For all the games. Yeah, no, the Steelers' offensive play calling has at times been quite questionable. And it it was the same in this game as well. I, I don't know how he's still in this job. We were talking about this last year. We thought he should have been sacked. But then, you know, sort of going eight and eight with Devlin Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at quarterback sort of like glossed over any problems because you know the expectations were so low for that season that it seemed great and so why mess with success right sure um and again even with this game they're 11 and 1 and they're not it's it's barely like they're gonna go for a big shake-up mid-season but come the end of the season i don't know how this season ends for Steelers it could end in Tampa it could end before that it could end you know in the first round of the playoffs against, like, the Indianapolis Colts, I don't know. But at the end of the season, he has to go because he has been really, really bad. Simply put, the Steelers have had their problems, right? They're playing on an incredibly shortened window. They're meant to play three games in 12 days, which I cannot think of ever happening before in the NFL. They've 
had big injuries. We talked about last week, Devin Bush and um, Bud Dupree, two of your better defensive players, are out for the season. And, you know, a lot of other key players have been injured as well, are injured. It's not been a great year for the Steelers. And I know last year we talked about the injury crisis, mostly because of Ben being injured at quarterback. This season has been worse in that regard. But the Steelers do not use lack of players or, you know, play calling. They don't use excuses like that. They don't use a shortened schedule. They do not use injuries as an excuse. Fact is, they lost to a side they shouldn't have lost to. If, I was thinking about this earlier, if, say, a five Bundesliga side, like, Groys for Firth went to Bayern Munich and won 5-0, you don't go, well, Groy for Firth had a great game plan and executed it perfectly. You'd go, well, that really went wrong for Bayern Munich. Absolutely. Because that, that's, that's the truth of the that is the, That is the, the take at the end of the day. You and, shouldn't be yeah. losing to this side. I... Oh, dear. I... And There's not much I can say, frankly. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, yes, we're missing some key players, but fundamentally, the game plan was not good enough. The offense was not good enough. The defense was not good enough. Nothing about this game went right. Nobody put in a good performance. And look, like I said, positives still first in the AFC. They're still they're still eleven and one. And for I do find it slightly ironic that fans of like six and six teams are going hey you lost like oh you're so bad it's like we're 11 and 1 and you're and 6 and 6 so pipe, pipe down, down. Yes. yeah um, but it, I would have preferred this to happen against Buffalo because Buffalo were actually a good side and it would be understandable to lose to Buffalo but at the end of the day just got to move on Mike Tomlin when he was asked about having to play 13 straight games due to his early bye. Due to the early bye, said, we do not care. And that has to be the attitude going forward. We lost to a team we shouldn't have lost to. We're not going to be perfect in the regular season. We do not care. Um, Eric Ebron could not catch anything. Uh, like, he had a truly abysmal performance on the level of Evan Engram against... Um, against the Seahawks, we do not care. They just have to move forward now, and this is going to be the test of the Steelers' season because it's easy enough for, ev- for to gloss over everything when you're winning. When you've lost, you have to have a bounce-back game. They have to come out against the Bills and kick them, essentially, and show they're ready to fight back. Because if they don't, then who knows what happens. Fair. Anyway, let's go on to week 14 then. We're going to go around the room and preview all games on week 14 of the NFL season. We'll be predicting as we go along and when we come to one team who we think are guaranteed to win, we'll be locking that team up. We can only do this once a week and we're going to start with... Who went first last time? Was it? Yeah, we're going to start with Josh's game of the week. Oh, I don't know. There's actually really good games. Really there good are. games. Uh, I really like the, the schedule this week. I'm going to go... For Giants Cardinals. Wow, Giants Cardinals. Which I don't think you would have expected, actually. I did not um, expect that, actually, no. Right, looking at this game, the Cardinals have been misfiring. Um, they have some raw talent on their team. They have um, Hopkins, they have Kyler Murray, who I've waxed lyrical about on numerous occasions. But they have just found ways to lose, somehow. 
uh, in the last uh, few weeks or so, they have just lo- lost some odd games, including last week. Yeah. Um, the Giants have looked really solid defensively. They've looked better. You know, they actually look like a decent size. So um, I'm not sure how Google does this. I think the Giants are at home, aren't they? Um, the Giants are at home, yes. Yeah, because Google decides to be really weird and put the home team first. You're a British but, person. You're too stupid to understand how the at sign works. I know. <laughs> um, looking at it, though, right, the Giants are at home and they're a solid side. The mm. Cardinals have been misfiring. On paper, this is not a close game. However, and I will probably shoot myself next week when it's not, I think this is a close game. And the Arizona Cardinals have broken the record for most points scored in an NFL game. They've beaten the Giants 85-0. Josh, you said this would be close. You're really stupid, aren't you now? Um, Yeah, no, I think it'll be a close game because, again, it's strength on strength for weakness on weakness. The Cardinals' offense is brilliant. Last week, notwithstanding. Kyler Murray, fantastic quarterback. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Kenyon Drake, I completely forgot who he was. Probably to Josh's delight. Um, <laughs> Kenyon Drake, one of the better running backs in the league, though he has been up and down in his performances recently. Coming up against a Giants defense that is now top 10 in the NFL. They have been playing absolutely phenomenally. They kept Russell Wilson, of all people, quiet. Do not write off the Giants in this game. They have something to fight for now. They are very much going to be going for a playoff place. As are Arizona, who I believe are just on the outside looking in. I've already forgotten. I'm super smart. They are on the outside looking in. So, yeah, I I, I agree with you. This is a very intriguing game, and I don't think it's one of them that can be, you know, sort of seen as a, as a blowout. Then again, will Daniel Jones be back? That's one of the big questions. He is expected to return for this week against... The Arizona Cardinals. The defense of the Cardinals ranks 18th in the league, but it's still better than the Giants' offense, who are 31st. So the Cardinals' offense ranks better. The Giants' defense ranks better, but so did the Chargers' offense and defense against the Patriots. And look how that finished. No one really knows. It's going to come down to who can coach better. Can Cliff Kingsbury coach the Cardinals better than Joe Judge can coach the Giants? The Six and six Arizona Cardinals travel to the five and seven New York Giants. I'm taking a Cardinals win. Uh, as am I. And Will goes with the Giants conditional on Danny Jones playing. Um, out of interest last week so far, obviously one game to go at point of recording. You will know otherwise, but me and Josh both went seven and six. Will went nine and four. He correctly said the, char- the Patriots would beat the Chargers and the Lions would beat the Bears. Why did we go with Mitch Trubisky led side? Josh, we're idiots. Because Mitch Trubisky is obviously the GOAT. Throw it on a dime like he ain't even trying. (laughs) I'm your favourite quarterback. They call me Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. (laughs) He's your favourite quarterback, isn't he? You remember Um, him so well. uh, Sorry. What's the other one you got wrong? What's another NFL one? No, we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about it. You're absolutely correct. Okay, I'm going to go with my game of the week then. And because I'm not a masochist, I'm not picking Pittsburgh, deal with it. I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland Browns. The Ravens have really been struggling in the last few weeks. Obviously, you know the results of their game against the Cowboys. I suspect they won, though I don't know. (laughs) 
Hopefully that jinxes them. It probably won't, but still, it'd be funny. The <laughs> Cleveland Browns coming up, coming off that game of two halves against the Titans last week. Obviously, in week one, completely blown out by the Baltimore Ravens. It left them in the bottom three of my power rankings, which I, I, I can assure you they're not in anymore. <laughs> but... Yeah, very interesting game. Can the improving Browns defense keep Lamar Jackson quiet? Can the run game with Nick Chubb improve against that Baltimore defense? Can Baker Mayfield put in another game like the one last week against the um, Titans? Of course, he had 147 pass rating. The Baltimore Ravens defense ranks 8th in the league, so it might be a bit of a challenge. But the Cleveland offense is better than the Baltimore offense at the moment, which is not something we expected to say at the start (laughs) of the year. In fact, get this, the Cleveland Browns rush game ranks 1st above Baltimore, who are 2nd. That's incredible, considering that Baltimore are Baltimore. And running the ball is kind of our thing. Where do Baltimore rank for passing offense of interest? What do you Ooh. think? Ninth. 31st. What? 31st. The Browns Bloody are only 27th, but 31st. Hell. I don't know how this is going to go. I think this is a really close game, to be honest. Uh, I don't think it's easy to predict. No. Let's, let's try. The nine, the 6 and 5 Baltimore Ravens at point of recording travel to the 9 and 3 Cleveland Browns. I'm taking a Browns win. So am I, which is not something I thought I'd ever say. Have we not picked Browns yet? Surely we've picked Browns once. Please tell me we've picked Browns Not against the Ravens. Not against the Ravens, very good point. And not only that, Will is also taking the Browns, but we are in the minority overall as only 45% of the picking community Go with the Cleveland Browns. Josh, you have the next pick. And, ooh, where do I want to go with this one? Uh, Rams-Patriots. That's, that's, Rams-Patriots. Super I think that's a decent game. Super Bowl 3 all over again. Yep. Uh, really decent game. I think, obviously, the Pats coming off that win. But they're still a weird side, the Patriots. I think that's fair to say. They don't win conventionally by any means. On the other hand, I've talked about how uh, finally Jared Goff has got some good options around him. They're a good side. They're doing well. They're 8-4. and four. So it will be very interesting to see how this one plays out. This is a Rams side at home, of course. Um, I think if... Actually, that's a good point. How is the Rams' run defence? Um, I don't know how the Rams run defence is, but the defence in general is second in the NFL. Right, so I feel like that really puts it in the Rams' favour. I think yeah. if they can stop the run, I don't see the Pats doing much on the pass. So yeah. we'll get on to predictions, but I think this, this is a really meaty game, if that's By a good way, way to say it. yeah. I should stress that all of these stats are coming from um, Pickham, but the Patriots' pass offence ranks 30th which is higher than the Ravens. Which is something. Something, at least. It's very something. The Rams' offence ranks third compared to the Patriots' 22nd. The Rams' defence ranks second as opposed to the Patriots' 12th. The Rams are pretty much better in every category bar rushing the football, which isn't really a surprise. I 
we just never know with Bill Belichick, though. We said this last week. The Chargers offense, defense, pass, rush, everything ranked better than the Patriots. But Bill Belichick finds a way to keep players quiet. The question is, can he eliminate one player from this Rams offense and, you know, stifle them through doing that? I think that's what they were able to do really well with the Chargers. Are the Rams that same side? A couple of weeks ago, I would have said yes. Now I'm not so sure because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup playing really well. They've got Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson in the rush game playing really well as well. And that's going to shape my decision. The 6-6 six and six New England Patriots travel to the 8-4 Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking a Rams win. Yes, am I? And so is Will as well as 82% of the Pickham community. Okay, I'm going to go with my final pick then and I am going to go with... Colts at Raiders. Obviously, the Colts had a good game against the Houston Texans last time out. They find themselves back in the playoff race there, of course, level with the Tennessee Titans. That's the less interesting part of this game. The Raiders, despite winning, need a bounce-back win because, good God, did they struggle against the New York Jets. The Colts' defense still ranks top five. The offense has been gradually improving through the season, as we mentioned. T.Y. Hilton getting better. Jonathan Taylor getting better. Philip Rivers is putting up more consistent numbers. I'm starting to like this Colts' offense more than I did at the start of the year. With the way the Raiders played, can John Gruden, uh, last week, can John Gruden whip them up to get them playing better, to show they are actually actual playoff contenders they may be seven and five but god god do they not play like it <laughs> this game for that reason very interesting one of the best better late kickoffs i don't disagree at all um yeah one of the better late ones for sure um very interesting uh, obviously the jets game last time out uh, obviously the Colts were a very very different kettle of fish and not trying to actively lose the game um but we'll see we'll see Yes, the 8-4 and four Indianapolis Colts travel to the 7-5 and five Las Vegas Raiders. I'm taking a Colts win. Uh, likewise. As does Will, and so does 62% of the Pickham community. Okay, we're now going to go run through the rest of the fixtures, starting with the Denver Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Fun. It's a game it, that it, it exists. exists, yeah. I hope you enjoy this if you're a Denver Broncos fan or the Carolina Panthers fan, but we're not going to be watching, I'll be honest. No, neither will I. So, um, though the Denver Broncos did keep it close against the um, Kansas City Chiefs, I don't really know how, but they, they did. I like Drew Locke. His parents were in the, the stands. <laughs> and, you know, they seem nice. They seem nice. <laughs> When you're talking about the players' parents, it's time to move on. The four and eight Denver Broncos travel to the four and eight Carolina Panthers. I'm taking a Panthers win. Ooh, yeah, why not Panthers? I was kind of hoping you'd say Broncos, to be honest. I'm I'm on the edge. You uh, you know what? Actually, wait. Let's throw say. caution to the wind and go for the Broncos. Do you want to know why I was hoping you'd say that? Why? Will is locking in the Panthers. What? I don't know why, but why? he is. I'm I've just double-checked. Yes, Panthers lock. That's just bizarre. I mean, so, okay. Like, wait, so you're go, going with the Broncos? Yeah. Thank God, because I've, I've, I've risen Panthers, crossed that out, put Broncos, and if you turn down, I've changed my mind again. 
you can change it, obviously. Um, 93% of the Pick'em community going with the Broncos, who have won the last three times. They do have a better ranked defense. Uh, Carolina have a better ranked offense. So um, strength on strength, weakness on weakness. The Houston Texans are playing the Chicago Bears. And look, I think we can all agree that Houston have a better offense than the Bears, who have the third worst offense in the league. Though the Bears... Off defense is much better than the Texans' defense because you know they actually have because players it on is, it. Yes, fifteenth ranked defense in the NFL compared to the Texans' thirtieth. The Texans' offense ranked seventeenth compared to the Bears' thirtieth. So you know it's going to be so much fun when Trubisky takes the field against that Texans' defense. <laughs> That's just what you want to see. Absolutely. It is going to be quite a close game, though, for that reason, I think. Um, I don't disagree. But I, I I feel relatively confident with who I'm going to pick, if only because I hate Mitch Trubisky. The 4-8 and eight Houston Texans travel to the 5-7 Chicago Bears. I'm taking a Texans win. Uh, same. And will Lone Wolves on the Bears? I thought he would have learnt from us last week, but that probably wasn't a good idea. 76% of the Pick'em community going with the Texans. Dallas Cowboys at Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys were completely flattened by the Baltimore Ravens last week. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys kept it close against the Baltimore Ravens last week. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys got a surprise win against the Baltimore Ravens last week. God, I did not expect that blowout from the Dallas Cowboys against the Baltimore Ravens last week. There we go, we covered all the bases. Oh, wait, hang on. I hate ties. Why did that game have to end in a tie against the Baltimore Ravens last week? There we go. Now I've covered all my bases. <laughs> but they are coming up against a backup quarterback. They're coming up. I was going to say, will Joe Burrow be back then? Because I forgot. But I now remember, I've seen the injury in my head again. No, no, he no, isn't. No, no, he will not. Um, best of luck in getting um, fit once again, Joe. Um, yeah. The offense and defense for the Cowboys both rank better at the moment than the Bengals, but you know they're the Cowboys, so they, they could find a way. And of course, it is the homecoming of Andy Dalton. That you know, momentous occasion of in all fairness, all time QB. <laughs> I remember in the regular season. I know, obviously, he had his problems in the playoffs because he could never win a game. Sure. But in the regular season, he was really good. Like, he was terrifying. He was he was absolutely incredible for the Bengals. So, I think it'll be a welcome return. I think they still probably like him up in Cincinnati. But knew it was the right time to move on from him. So, yeah, I, it's not it's not like Carson Palmer where he was practically banging the door down to leave Cincinnati. So, I, I think they'll, they'll receive him well. The three and eight Dallas Cowboys travel to the two nine and one Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking a Cowboys win. Ooh, I'm not sure. Bearing in mind they play Brandon Allen at quarterback. Yeah, because this is the Bengals, and the Bengals weren't brilliant last time out. Um, they were very poor. Oh, the untaken Cowboys. Cowboys, as does Will, and as does 79% of the Pickham community. Okay, next game, Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do we have to say any more than that? No. we really. Really? 
The 8 and 4 Tennessee Titans travel to the 1 and 11 Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking a Titans win. Uh, likewise, because Derrick Henry exists in yes. this universe. Um, look, I know they lost last week, but Titans very much. Uh, the Jaguars are very much not the Browns, which is a very weird statement to be coming out with. Will goes with the Titans, 97% of the Pickham community. Join him, Kansas City Chiefs at Miami Dolphins. Josh, the floor is yours. Yeah, so obviously I don't want to face the Chiefs at any stage, but um, I don't feel much pressure with this game because no one expects us to win. Yeah, um, with with regards to the game, our defense is good. Um, Xavier Howe was ejected. Was he just ejected for that game? Can I think he was back? just ejected. Yeah, just for that that game. So he'll be back. Hopefully, he can keep his core this time. The defense looked good against Cincinnati, although that was a Cincinnati side. Um. Being said, we've beat the Rams, uh, we've beat the Cardinals with that defence, and we seem to be in good form, so there's hope for that. Um, on the offence side is where I really worry. I really worry, because Tua, whilst he's been subtly good and protects the ball very well, it has not been explosive. We have good options with Mike Gesicki, uh, Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, um, Adam Shaheen, for example, but no one's really, really getting going. And I think against the Chiefs side, you need a, a, an offence which is dynamic and we just don't have that. I don't have any expectations for this game because of that and because of the fact that the Chiefs are just so good. But it would be like it would be nice to keep them down on points and to have a decent display on defence whilst improving on offence. So if we can get a good game out of the Chiefs, I will be happy with that. Yeah, fair enough. The 11-2 Kansas City Chiefs travel to the 8-4 Miami Dolphins. I'm taking a Chiefs win. Um, despondently so, yeah, I'm taking Chiefs. I will love you forever if you beat the Chiefs. Oh. Just, you know. <laughs> it, it, so long as the uh, Steelers win. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> I'll still be depressed. Anyway, Will is going for Chiefs as well, as does 92% of the Pickham community. Minnesota Vikings at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If the Minnesota Vikings want to stake their claim for a playoff place... Winning at the Bucks would really help that. This is the place to do it, isn't it? Mm. Um, Minnesota's offense ranks fourth in the league. Tampa's defense ranks seventh. Uh, so don't bother when Tom Brady takes the field against the 24th ranked defense because who cares? But when Kirk Cousins takes the field against the Bucks defense, do care. Oh, sorry, as I should say, when Dalvin Cook takes the field against the um, Buccaneers defense, do care. The Bucks really good at shutting down uh, rushes in the past, so this game really does depend on whether Darwin Cook can actually cook. I think that's sort of like the only thing that really this game really depends yeah, on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if Darwin Cook gets going, then there's a real chance in it. Otherwise, I don't really see it. Yeah, the six and six Minnesota Vikings travel to the seven and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking a Bucks win. I likewise. As does Will, as does 89% of the Pickham community. New York Jets at Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, the <laughs> Jets moving on from the era of Greg Williams. The Seahawks obviously need to bounce back after defeat against the Giants. So, they've already been haunted by one New York side. Can they be haunted by a second? No, is the answer. The defence ranks 31st for the Seahawks currently. But for it's them. the Jets. Who's worse? But it's the Jets. No, the Jets are actually 29th. 
but they're playing the Jets. No, I was just saying that I, I don't know who ranks for, as the worst defense in the league. Have we have we already discussed them? Mm. Let's see, sixteenth. <laughs> oh yeah, the Jaguars rank last yeah. in defense. That's predictable. As is this game, the 0-12 New York Jets travel to the 8-4 Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking a Seahawks win. Um, I'm locking the Seahawks. Locking Seahawks. Boy, you're going to have it on your face if this goes wrong. <laughs> as does Will, as does 99% of the Pickham community. Who is supporting the Jets? I don't think you've quite grasped, grasped how this game works. You're meant to, you know, try and win. Not just go off feelings, Jets UK fans. Green Bay Packers at Detroit Lions. So if Matthew Stafford can show up, they could score some points. But they lost uh, to the Bears last week. Yeah. Again, this is another one. Packers rank better offense and defense and running and passing and everything. And all the things, yes. They, they are better all of the things. If I hadn't have locked the, the former game, I would have locked this one. Um, the Packers were very good last time out, and someone other than Aaron Rodgers is finally really doing the business. I like Matt Stafford, and I mean, I, I'm ambivalent on the Lions, but this is only going yeah. one way for me. Yeah, the 9-3 and three Green Bay Packers travel to 5-7 and seven Detroit Lions. I am taking a Packers win. Uh, likewise. I still haven't locked yet. I think it'll be obvious when we come to the game I'm locking. As Fair. does Will, as does 98% of the Pickham community. Atlanta Falcons at Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, I don't want to sound like... Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different outcomes. The Chargers offense ranks better than the Falcons offense. The, Fal- the Chargers defense ranks better than the Falcons defense. They're better at passing. They're better at rushing. But... They were against the Patriots last week. They lost 45-0. This league makes no sense. So, again, it comes down to, do you think Anthony Lincoln managed to make that team worse than whoever's in charge of the Falcons? I actually don't have a clue. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. They Um, did lose last week 45-0. We don't need to talk about that. We don't. (laughs) No, look, that was unfortunate, and... I do think that I do think the Falcons are a different kettle of fish. However, like we said before, they are looking more more formidable than earlier in the season. Uh, this will be a close game for me. Um, I know we said that about the New England game, and that's how it came out. But hoping lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah. Let's see if it does. The four and eight Atlanta Falcons travel to the three and nine Los Angeles Chargers. I'm taking a Chargers win. Same. I love Justin Herbert too much to go against him. And whoever the Falcons have got, I can guarantee this, they're not Bill Belichick. As does Will, as does um, only 32% of the Pickham community going with the Chargers. New Orleans Saints at Philadelphia Eagles. Taysom Hill started to show that he actually can perform as a quarterback. He had a really good game last week. Against the Falcons, the defense is the best ranked in the NFL. They're coming up against Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts or whoever um, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Their defense is quite strong, the Eagles, comparatively 13th best in the league. I, yeah. I am too speechless because, yeah. That just surprised me, to be honest. Anyway, the 10 and 2 New Orleans Saints travel to 3 8 and 1. Philadelphia Eagles, I'm locking Saints. 
that one doesn't surprise me. I'm going for the Saints as well. As does Will. I mean, I guess. I haven't looked. I'm just going to guess he has. Yeah, sure. Can't even find the game on his list, but whatever. What is the game? Has he... He's going Eagles. No, he's not. He is. He's actually going Eagles. Well, has all the law revisions scrambled your brains? He's going <laughs> Eagles. He's going Eagles. I, I, I feel like Duke University has just got to him. And this this is the reason for these he's picks. going Eagles. Unless he has some insider stateside knowledge that we are unaware of. So it's just to double check, they did lose to the Packers last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're the Eagles, right? Indeed. You're two for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're playing against the best defence in the league, right? Indeed. Is this a Patrick Starr meme? No, I'm just really shocked. <laughs> I wrote, I, I, I kid you not, I wrote down Saints just because I thought, well, of course he's gone for the Saints. He's gone for the Eagles. <laughs> if if he actually gets this right now, I will dist- I will believe that he has insider, that he's rigging the games, he's match fixing. Disgraceful behaviour from Because he won Wolf twice there. last week. And we got both of them right. Corruption. I, wow. Okay. Right. Let's just let's just take a minute to marinate in that sort of <laughs> weird news. <laughs> okay. Right. Washington at San Francisco 49ers. Just, sorry, I got it wrong again. Washington at Arizona 49ers from the University of Phoenix Stadium. Destroy them. <laughs> um, oh, the, oh, of course, this was the game last year that finished 9-0 to the 49ers. Do you remember? Because it was in, like, really torrential rain and conditions were awful. And then the commentators had a go, uh, the Washington commentators had a go at the 49ers for sliding in the, you know, rain-soaked grass after the yeah. game. Get a life, honestly. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, yeah. The 5-7 Washington football team, 12-5-7 San Francisco 49ers. I've taken a 49ers win. Uh, likewise. You know, I never assume anything with Will, so let's just have a look. And Will goes with Washington, because of course he does. In all fairness, it's less of a bad shout than it was last week. Oh, sorry, than it was last time. Fair. Honestly, beating the Saints... The Saints, the Saints, the Saints, New Orleans, the Saints, best defense, Saints. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. Like I said, the Steelers really need a bounce back win in this one. Um, the Bills, really good though, 9 and 3. Can really assert their claim as one of the better sides in the AFC as a Super Bowl contender with a win here. They did, of course, beat the Steelers last year, but that was a Steelers side who had Devlin Duck Hodges at quarterback. So that doesn't really mean much of anything. <laughs> the 11 and 1 Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to cry for a bit. The 11 and 1 Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the 9 and 3 Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Bills win. I'm just negative now. I'm you a Debbie Downer. Yeah, 
you just can't bring yourself, can you? Um, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills as well. Apologies, Alex. Uh, and Will's taking a specifically said a Steelers 100 point win. I'm joking. He's taking the Bills. <laughs> uh, 54% of the picking community going with the Steelers. I hate all of you. Um, 83% going with the 49ers. 97% going with the Saints. I was going to say who of them 3% who have gone with the Eagles, but you know, we know. Now we know. I'm honestly still in a state of shock. Anyway, <laughs> that is the last game then. And that is the NFL Blitz sorted for another day. F- thanks for coming on. I-, I need to go and lie down because <laughs> the Eagles. He's picked the Eagles. the Eagles. I'm gonna have to ask him why. Why? Just just some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Just hang on. He, he's active on Messenger right now, so <laughs> we'll ask him. He's seen the message. I want to see if he's genuinely interested. Ah, f- oh, there we go. That's a typo. That makes far more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Should be the Saints. Mm-hmm. At least we got a couple of minutes of great, you know, podcast out of it. <laughs> I was I was legitimately beyond confused. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for coming on another episode of the NFL Blitz. One that this week, fun fact, is going to be under actually oh wow, we've hit 120 minutes, so we actually might not be under two hours. It probably will be under two hours, but we've we've managed to just get under the two hour mark this time. Fair, nice clean amount, you know. Yay! Anyway, that is all the time we have on the NFL Blitz today. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Josh for joining me. The intro and end music for the NFL Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. We're back next Wednesday to look at all the games from week 14 of the NFL season. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward, and don't just have a good week like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Goodbye. <laughs>